0: You're listening to a message from Redemption Community Church, a life-giving church in Westchester County, New York. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or follow our messages online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. So let me just recap where we've been because we've covered a lot of ground in the past few weeks. In week one, we talked about how the Holy Spirit wants to dwell in us, but he can only do that if we allow him to fill us, right? He wants to work through us but we have to allow him to fill us on a regular basis. And I used the illustration of a glove, a work glove, and talked about how it was designed to do work. It had a purpose to do work, but it can only do that work if you fill that glove with a hand. So God wants to work in us, but we have to allow him to fill us. In week two, Pastor Dan was here, and he talked about how when we're open to the Spirit... We'll be empowered to do the things that God has called us to do. He talked about the spiritual gifts. Do you remember? He talked about what God wants us to know, what God wants us to do, and what God wants us to say. And then last week, Pastor Jeff was here, and he talked about how uh, prophecy in the New Testament sense is Holy Spirit-inspired Encouragement. He talked about how God wants to use us to speak through us, to speak words of life and healing to people around us. How many of you appreciated that message from Pastor Jeff? I tell you what, if you missed it, you got to go back and, and watch the message on YouTube or listen to the podcast. That was one of the most practical messages I've ever heard about how the Holy Spirit wants to work through us to bless other people. Today, I want to talk to you about how the Holy Spirit wants to bring transformation into. Our lives. So let me begin by asking you this question. How many of you are into home renovation shows, like the kind of shows that are on HTTV? Anybody? Yeah, we got some home renovation fans in here. What are some of your favorite shows? Maybe um, Hometown with Aaron and Ben. Maybe Fixer Upper with Chip and Joanna Gaines. Come on, any Chip and Joanna fans in the house? Maybe Property Brothers, Trading Spaces. Yes. Um, Actually, a few years ago, back in 2009, Amy and I, actually got to be a part of the TV show um, Extreme Makeover, Home Edition. You guys remember that show? They came to Buffalo when we were serving as pastors in Buffalo during that time. And, of course, the show, like, fixes up a house, but our church got involved, and we helped renovate a whole neighborhood. So it was really cool to be a part of to be a part of that show. But come on, how many of you would love to experience a home makeover, like extreme home makeover at your house? How many of you would love to have Chip and Joanna, the property brother, show up at your house and do a home renovation? Some of you are like, hallelujah, pastor, preach. Are you giving away a home makeover today? No, we're not. Calm down. That's not in the church budget, okay? But some of you would, you would love that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, you know, Amy and I, a few years ago, we bought our house in Westchester and it's a good old fixer-upper. We have a picture for you there. Now, we did a lot of work inside of our house, our house at first, but this is what our house looked like when we first bought it. It had really overgrown bushes. I don't know if you can see in the picture there, but you could barely get in the front door. The bushes were so overgrown. There was some rotten trim in different places around the windows. It had this reddish-brown color paint that really wasn't our style, and the paint was kind of faded and peeling in some places. And so uh, about a year after we, we bought the house, we painted the house, And we painted it gray, but it still needed something. You know, we had these bricks there. And so Amy, you know, she watches these these home renovation shows and gets ideas on Pinterest. I'm afraid to, like, even change a light bulb. Amy gets fearless and redoes the brick herself. Look at this picture. Here's Amy doing the German schmear technique on the brick. Really good job. She's fearless. She's like, you know, channeling the inner spirit of Joanna Gaines, the Joanna Gaines anointing. So she's out there doing the bricks. And then I want you to see the finished product. Here's our house. A picture I took just a few days ago. We painted it gray. You can see the bricks. We ripped it out, put in new gardens. Like, yeah, the renovation, like, it completely transformed our house. Now you can come over and have a barbecue, okay? Come over to our house. We'll have you over. So, yeah, the, the renovation completely transformed our house, our house. But here's the question. What kind of transformation would you like to see in your life? What kind of transformation? Come on, just stop and just be, be open and real for just a moment in church. Think about your struggles. Think about some of the challenges. Think about some of the temptations, some of the tension points, pressure points in your life right now. What kind of transformation would you like to experience in your life right now. Because today I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about inner transformation. I want to talk to you about the renewal of your mind. I want to talk about renovation of your heart. I want to talk about a shift in your thinking and in your behaviors. Because I think for some of you, you would say, Pastor Jeremy, I want to experience joy, but I'm overwhelmed by stress right now. Some of you would say, Pastor Jeremy, I really want to have satisfying and healthy relationships, but if I'm honest right now, my relationships are filled with tension. Some of you might say, Pastor Jeremy, I'm struggling with a a behavior, maybe a coping behavior that I know is not good for me. I know it's not healthy. I know it's self-destructive, and I need the Lord to help me with some self-control. We got some tension, some things that we're battling with in our lives right now. How many of you know that, that life renovations are more difficult than home renovations? Come on, you can hire somebody to show up and, and rip out your kitchen and, and, and redo it, right, if you have the money. But life renovations are a lot more difficult. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could just hire somebody to come in and just renovate our hearts, to just come in and just renew our minds, to come in and change, you know, all the bad habits that we want to get rid of? Wouldn't that be wonderful if we could just hire some guru, some life coach to just come in and, and renovate us from the inside out? Well, I got good news for you today. You, you, you can't just hire somebody to do that, but we have someone To help us with that, in his name is the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen, somebody? That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. He wants to work in you. He wants to renew your mind. This is the very real presence of God who wants to work in your life to bring change from the inside out. Now, in week one, we said that the Holy Spirit um, always has been, always will be at the presence of God in this world, right? He wasn't created. He was present from the very beginning. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. He was there even in creation. and We see the Holy Spirit at work all throughout the Scriptures. In the Old Testament, uh, there were only some people who experienced God's presence, though at, at certain times and specific occasions for specific uh, roles and tasks. We talked about how, like the Holy Spirit, for example, gave Joseph the ability to interpret dreams, if you remember that. We talked about how the Holy Spirit gave King David the plans, literally like downloaded the plans for the temple to him. So in the the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit worked in people's lives, like specifically, specific times, only certain people got to experience the presence of God in that way. But in the New Testament, Jesus said he was going to give the Holy Spirit to all believers. Like this was a gift that's available to all of us. This is a fulfillment of the prophet Joel in the Old Testament who said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on All people, everybody, not just a special category of people. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is going to live. He's going to be the living presence of God in your life, in every believer. So the Holy Spirit isn't just out there somewhere, some nebulous force out there, but he's the Holy Spirit who wants to live in here, right here, the presence of God in your life. And since the Spirit of God is living in here, in me, he has some things that he wants to do in your life. Do you believe that today? If you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit in you. If you're not sure what you believe today, I want you to know that's what Christians believe. This isn't just self-help. This isn't just motivational talks. We really believe that we can experience the presence of God. We believe that we can experience the Holy Spirit working in our lives on a daily basis. He's not just out there somewhere. Oh, he's out there. He's working out there. But he's the God who comes to live personally on the inside of you. And because he's coming to live on the inside of you, he's got some work he wants to do. He's got some renovation he wants to do. Come on, he wants to knock a few walls out. He, He wants to rip out some funky the old bathrooms and fix some things up in, in your life. There's a work of transformation he wants to do in you. And so let's look at what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Now, we looked at this verse back in, in uh, week one. Let me give you a little context here. In John chapter 14, Jesus is preparing the disciples for his return to the Father. Like he's telling them, I'm about to go back to the Father, but the good news is I'm not leaving you by yourself. I'm not abandoning you. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. The Father's going to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at this, John chapter 14, verses 16 through 17. Here's what Jesus said. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Now, I want you to notice this word advocate in verse 16. This is an interesting word. Jesus says the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to be an advocate. This word advocate is translated from a Greek word, parakletos, or paraklete. Not parakeet like the bird, but paraklete. Come on, everybody say paraklete. You bunch of Greek scholars, Paraclete. The paraclete, it literally means a friend, a helper, a counselor, a comforter. Like this is who the Holy Spirit is in our lives, guys. This isn't just weird. This isn't some strange thing. Like this is what God wants to do in your life. He wants to send someone to advocate for you, someone to be a friend to you, to be a counselor, a comforter. He wants to be involved in your life. And then in verse 17, Jesus says this. He says this, for he lives with you and will be in you. See, God in, inside of you wants to bring transformation in your life, He wants to do for you what you could never do for yourself. And this is supernatural, okay? So think about the word supernatural. It literally means something beyond the natural. I don't know about you, but, you know, sometimes being a Christian, it doesn't matter how hard I try, I still fail. Anybody ever notice this before? You can put in a lot of effort and still come up short some days. And that's why God gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. He's supposed to do in us what we could never do for Ourselves, a supernatural work in our lives. Okay, so back to my home renovation story, okay? I showed you the outside of the house, but actually, we spent the first few weeks and months renovating the inside of the house. (laughs) you got to live on the inside first, right? So I painted the whole house, and we had a bunch of friends from church come over who helped us, you know, wire up new fixtures and put lighting in, and we did all kind of work around the house. But my good friend, John Serra, who's sitting over here this morning, he's my hero. He came over and did a lot of work. Now, he's a contractor. By the way, if you need a good Christian contractor, John is the man. I'm just saying. So John, John came came over and I'll tell you where we really needed help. We we needed help in our basement. We live in a raised ranch split level house. And we bought our house from an elderly lady who really couldn't go up and down stairs anymore. So the basement was kind of neglected. It was dingy. There was some water damage in one of the bedrooms. We had this funky, like, indoor-outdoor, like, blue, you know, that, like, carpet that you have in, like, garages sometimes. We had that in the basement. It was musty. And Amy and I thought, oh, you know, we had faith when we bought this house. Oh, we'll just tear it out. We'll do it. Well, we bit off way more than we could chew. And John is my hero. He rescued us. He showed up, and he did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. He brought his crew in, and they ripped out the carpet, and they fixed the water-damaged wall, and they put down beautiful new vinyl floors, and they put down new new trim, and just transformed the whole thing. And here's how it worked every day. Every day, I would open up my my garage door, and, and John would pull up with his crew in his truck, and they would come in, and the transformation would begin. But the day would start with me looking out the window, waiting for John to pull up, and opening the garage door so John could come in and transform our house. Church, here's the point this morning. If you want God to do something in your life that you can't do on your own, every day you got to open the garage door of your heart and say, Holy Spirit, come in and do a transformation. Do something in me that I cannot do for myself. Transform my heart. Transform my will. Transform my mind. Transform my emotions. Come on, we're talking about an everyday thing. Not just a one-time experience. Holy Spirit, I invite you in into my life every day. My heart is open to you. I'm sensitive to you. I recognize that there's something you want to do in me that I can't do for myself. And if you'll begin to do that, listen to me. If you'll begin to do that, you'll begin to sense the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life you'll begin to sense the Holy Spirit showing you different areas of your life where he wants to work in you, speaking truth to you, speaking wisdom to you, speaking healing to you, speaking comfort to you, being that advocate for you, being that friend in your life, but it starts by being open, open to him. Now, not not only is the Holy Spirit open to able to bring transformation in your life, but he's also able to give you guidance and wisdom that you wouldn't have on your own. Could anybody in here use a little guidance and wisdom that's beyond yourself? Anybody watching online, you could use a little Holy Spirit-inspired wisdom in your life, like you recognize you don't have it all figured out, you don't have all the answers, there are some problems in your life that you would like the Holy Spirit working and giving you wisdom and guidance. My hand is up for you if your hand is not up today, okay? Because we all need it. And so let me, yeah, this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. You know, last week we had my pastor here, Pastor Jeff, and, you know, it was such a blessing to have Pastor Jeff, you know, pastor and mentor me through the church planting process. You know, I call him my pastor because he came into my life during that time, and and even before we ever moved to Westchester, I would start calling Pastor Jeff. We had weekly and monthly coaching calls, and, and Pastor Jeff would pray for me. And Pastor Jeff would encourage me. And Pastor Jeff would teach me things about church planting, like how to build a team and how to raise the funds and what kind of location to find to start your church. And he was coaching church planters all around the country. So he was passing along ideas and wisdom from his years of planting churches to help me out. How many of you know that was an invaluable resource during that time? I'm so thankful for friends in my life who can help me along the way. There's so much value there. I'm thankful right now at this time in my life that we have overseer pastors, like Pastor Dan who came in, who who speak wisdom to me, who help me think through big decisions, help me with leadership issues in the church. Our church is so much further along because of the help, the invaluable help of friends who are speaking wisdom into my life. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. If human friends can have that kind of transformational impact on, on our lives, how much more of an impact can the Spirit of God have on your life as a source of wisdom and guidance in your life? Do you see it, church? Like, if people, flawed human beings, can have that much of an impact on us, how much of a difference would it make to have the Spirit of God guiding you, living with this sense of like the wisdom of God? in your life, guiding you, the Holy Spirit, helping you with decisions, helping you in your daily walk with Jesus like every day. And so the question isn't, do you have the Holy Spirit? If you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. I know some of you might be watching online, you might be here today, somebody invited you and you're still figuring this all out. That's okay, we're so glad you're here. But if you're a follower of Jesus, you've placed your faith in him, you received the Holy Spirit. So here's the million dollar question, are you open to the Spirit? Are you open to the Spirit every day? God, I'm opening the garage door of my heart. I don't want to do this day without you. I don't want to go through my work day without you. Come on, I don't want to parent these kids without you. I don't want to put up with my coworkers without you. I don't even want to drive in New York City traffic without you, Lord, because I might lose my testimony. Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you into my day. (laughs) I'm inviting you in. The garage door of my heart is open. All right, I have a little illustration for you, okay? We've been doing some illustrations in this series. And I got a cup here and a bottle of water and some Alka-Seltzer. I know some of you millennials have never heard of Alka-Seltzer before. This has been around for a long time. So, all right, here's what we're going to do. This is a simple illustration, all right? The water in the glass, this represents your life. This is you, okay? The water's you. That's plenty enough water for this illustration. All right. The water is you, the cup and the water is you, and the Alka-Salsa is the Holy Spirit. Everybody paying attention, what does the cup and the water represent? This represents your life, okay? And then the Alka-Salsa represents the Holy Spirit. Now, if you know anything about Alka-Salsa, you put it in water, and it transforms the water. It turns the water into something of medicinal value, right? It can help... Um, it can help your stomach, if you're having like an s- upset stomach, it can help take away some, some pain, because I think there's like Tylenol in here, basically, that can help take away a fever, aspirin, actually. And so it can help you. It, t- it transforms the water and turns it into, into medicine, okay? So let's, you guys want to see what it can do? Have you ever seen this before? It changes the water. It fizzes. Let's see what it can do. Wait, it didn't do anything. What, what did I do wrong there, guys? What did I do wrong? What do you have to do? If you want it to work, what do you have to do? Help me out here. You got to... You got to open it, right? Come on, let's see. I got a dry packet too. We won't mess with the wet one here. Here, here's the dry packet. You got to open it up and get it in there. And what does it do? It transforms the water. There we go. Now there's the Holy Spirit fizzing and shaking and moving in our lives. You know what the Apostle Paul said to Timothy? He said, stir up the gift on the inside of you. Come on, stir it up. All right, I want you to remember that, okay? There's a difference between having the Holy Spirit in your life knowing that you've received him, knowing this like in your mind, like I place my faith in Jesus, I have the Holy Spirit. There's a difference between that and having the Holy Spirit actively working in your life. All right, some of y'all weeks from now, all you're going to remember is the Alka-Seltzer, and that's okay. That's good. That's why we did that. (laughs) So being open is, it's important. Being open is important, but it's really only the first step, okay, because it should lead to action. Because this isn't a passive thing. Okay, I'm open. Holy Spirit, come and do your thing. Here I am. I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm available. No, no, no. It's active. you, you got to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that's true? Let me show you a scripture. The apostle Paul said in, uh, in this in Galatians, okay? Now, in Galatians, he's teaching the Galatian Christians about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just like we're learning about the Holy Spirit, Paul's writing to the Galatians about the Holy Spirit. And here's what he says. He says, so I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Verse 17, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. See, this is active. He says walk by the spirit. And then Paul says that the spirit and your flesh are actually in conflict with each other. Come on, how many of you know that that there's a war going on inside of you between your sinful nature and the Holy Spirit who wants to, to work in you, who wants to renew you, who wants to make you more like Jesus? How many of you ever feel like there's a war going on inside of you? Come on, how many of you, ever, it just feels, let's be honest, how many of you ever feel like sometimes like there's a battle to do What's right, there's a war going on between the flesh and the spirit. I mean, let me just give you some examples. You know, come on, men, let me just speak to the men for a moment. Men, you get out on your prayer walk to renew your mind. Come on, you're gonna pray, and you're gonna get your head in the right place, and all of a sudden, jogger girl comes by wearing spandex. And you got to put up with that distraction. Come on, men. I know you're more spiritual than me, but there's a battle, right? All of a sudden, it's like you weren't even looking for it. And lustful thoughts can come out of nowhere. I know I'm not preaching to anybody else this morning who's a real human being. We have these challenges in life. Some of you, you start the day, I'm going to be a more loving and patient person. And you get to work. And the first person you see is that coworker who gets on your nerves. First person you see. Come on, parents. Let's have a group therapy session, parents. You're prayed up for the day, Lord, I'm going to have a good day today. I listen to Waymaker, Miracle Worker. I'm going to, it's going to be a great day. But it's one of those days where your kids are possessed by some kind of spirit driving you crazy, like just working on your patience, right? It's a battle some days. It's a struggle some days. Come on, some of you, you've gotten really serious about taking care of your body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you're trying to get the temple ready for summer bathing suit beach edition, right? And what do we have? National Donut Day this past week. Yeah. How'd that work out for you this past week? I've been telling Amy I want to lose a few pounds off of my dad bod. I'm trying to eat a little bit better. But last night, I got a craving for chocolate ice cream, and there was chocolate ice cream in the freezer. Deliver me from evil Jesus. Come on, how many of you, it's a war. It's like multiple personality disorder. On one end, you want to please God. You want to serve God. You want the fruit of the spirit in your life. You want your mind to be renewed. Yet on the other end, there's this tug. The flesh wants to be selfish. The flesh wants to be offended. The flesh wants to get even with people. The flesh is nest. It's like there's a conflict going on on the inside of you, isn't there? The spirit is warring with with your flesh. But I got good news. Let's keep going. Galatians 5, 24 through 25. Here's what Paul says. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Come on, aren't you thankful that Jesus took care of the flesh for you? Jesus broke the power of sin on the cross. He did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. So when you place your faith in Jesus, like your sins are dead. Sin doesn't have power over you. We're still going to battle it, but it doesn't have to win. It doesn't have to have power over us. And then look at verse 25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. I love this word picture. Okay, remember, we said, it's not just being passive. It's not just, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm open to you. Just come and do your thing. I'm here. No, no, no. It's being active. It's being, I'm cooperating with your Holy Spirit. And Paul gives us this word picture. we got to keep in step with the Spirit. Come on, somebody say keep in step. Turn to your neighbor and say keep in step. Church online, type it in the comments. Keep in step. And so I picture this every day just walking with the Holy Spirit, right? Every day I'm just walking with the Holy, just me and the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to keep in step with Him. It's just a daily walk. But how many of you know sometimes we want to run ahead? Oh, look at this relationship that looks really good. And the Holy Spirit's like, no, 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 no. Just come back here. It's not as good as it looks. Just stay walking with me, right? And then I'm I'm just walking. And then Sometimes there's some some temptation that wants to pull me off course. And the Holy Spirit's like, no, 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 just come over here. Just one step at a time. Just one step at a time. Walk in with me every day. And then there's times when the Holy Spirit's moving ahead and I'm getting a little lazy in my spiritual walk. And I'm like, but I want to sleep in. I don't want to go to church today. I don't want to watch church online. I don't want to pray. I don't want to read my Bible. And I'm drifting back. And the Holy Spirit's like, nope come on. Just keep walking with me every day. Do you see it? It's just every day. It's just every day. I love it. It's simple. Just keep in step with the spirit, you wanna grow spiritually, you wanna know God more, you wanna be closer to him, you don't figure it all out in one day, it's a daily walk. Just a daily walk, Lord, I'm keeping in step with you, staying sensitive to your spirit, staying open to your voice, being mindful that you're my advocate, you're my counselor, you're my comforter, you're the one who guides me, you're the one who goes before me, you're with me. I'm not going ahead, I'm not taking a sharp right turn, I'm not falling behind, I'm walking with, I can even do it backwards, I'll moonwalk. I'm doing, I'm walking with you every day, Lord, come on. You get the picture, like I'm walking with you every day. And then Paul goes on to describe the results of walking in step With the Spirit. Look at this. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. He says, After time, as you walk with the Spirit, here's what happens. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Come on, how many of you want more of those things in your life? How many of you want less fear? less tension, less anxiety, less bitterness, less selfishness. These are the things that we want. These are the things that we want to see God bring about in in, in our lives. And I love it because the Apostle Paul, we kind of take it for for granted because we've probably heard the scripture, we've been around long enough in church. But the Apostle Paul gives us a beautiful analogy. He calls it the fruit of the spirit. You know what happens if you want to get fruit, right? Like I'm not the best gardener in the world, but I've learned you got to Water your plants if you want them to stay alive. I learned that a few years ago. Everything I had was dying. I learned that you actually have to water it. (laughs) You got to water it. You know, you got to fertilize every now and then. You got to make sure your plants are getting such. But you do all that stuff, but you can't make the fruit happen, can you? you? You can't make it happen. God has to give that if you have a vegetable garden like the vegetables just you 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 create the conditions and you cultivate it but but god gives the growth god gives the vegetables god gives he gives the fruit here's the beautiful thing about walking with the holy spirit like i showed you a moment ago is you're just doing that every day you know some days it feels like one step forward two steps back you know and some days it feels mundane it feels like god are you even doing anything anybody ever feel like this like god i'm walking this out I'm going to church, you know, I'm praying, I'm listening to my Bible. On my commute, I got the Bible app playing. I got worship music playing. Some days it doesn't really seem that spectacular. Come on, we can just be honest. Let's help the new Christians out for a minute. We're gonna encourage them. Those of you who are just starting out in faith. Some days it feels like that. Some days it just feels like just a daily walk. Just every day, am I getting anywhere? You can't really see how far you've gotten because it's just a daily walk. And then there's the bad days that feel like setbacks. It feels like you've gone, you've gone backwards. But here's the beautiful thing about walking with the Holy Spirit. Can I just encourage you this morning? If you stick with it long enough, If you just keep on the daily walk every day, eventually you get to experience the Pleasant surprise of the fruit of the Spirit. Come on, anybody been walking with Jesus long enough to be surprised by the fruit of the Spirit in your life? Am I preaching to anybody today? Come on, let's encourage somebody this morning. Let's encourage somebody who feels stuck. Let's encourage somebody who doesn't, who doesn't realize that the baby steps are actually leading somewhere. Can I help you today? Maybe you're new to church. Maybe you've only been at this for a few years and you're wondering. Because I can just tell you, every now and then people quit at about the two or three year mark. They come to church and they're here for two or three years. And then I think something sets in like, okay, this is every seven days going to church, listening to your Bible every day. Like, you know, there's not something magical that's going to happen. Like this is an everyday thing. But guess what happens if you stick with it? Guess what happens if you don't give up? Guess what happens if you get up and you dust yourself off when you have those days where you go backwards? If you stick with it, you'll be pleasantly surprised by the fruit of the Spirit in your life. One day you'll wake up and all of a sudden that person who used to drive you crazy, you got the fruit of love in your life. And now all of a sudden you love people that you didn't even like before. That doesn't even make sense. You don't like them, but something in your heart loves them. Fruit of the Spirit in your life joy you used to be cranky you used to be in a bad mood all the time like people didn't even want to be around you until you had your second cup of coffee not even your first cup of coffee like stay away from them until they have at least two cups of starbucks get out of their way and now You come into the office singing, whistling, humming, pepping your step, smiling. People are wondering what's going on with you. You got the joy of the Lord as your strength. And it doesn't matter what's going on around you. It's the joy of the Lord operating in your life. Some of you, you got peace where you used to be freaked out, just anxious, just... Just all of a sudden, like anything would get you, surprise financial need, bad day would happen, you would just lose it, you would just, your stomach would be all, all in knots, you were just freaked out all the time, full of, full of anxiety, you went through some tough seasons that just tore you up, but now, because you've been walking with the Holy Spirit every day, every day you've been opening the garage door of your heart to him and just keeping in step with him, now you've got peace? That passes all understanding. Peace, it doesn't even make sense to have peace, and you have peace. People are wondering, like, what are you smoking, man? Like, what's going on with you? Like, why are you so chill, you know? There's some things going on in your life, but now... There's a peace in your life. It's the fruit of the spirit. It's the fruit of the spirit. God is working in you. God is working in you. Your job is to cultivate. Your job is to to plant. Your job is to water. Your job is to make sure your heart's in the sunlight. Your job is to open, press the the button on the garage, to open the door of your heart and say, Holy Spirit, come in. It's not your job to make all of these things happen. Gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. The Holy Spirit wants to do that in you. He wants to transform you. And here's the beautiful thing. Look at this list. Look at this list. Love, joy. Put the scripture back up, guys, if you can. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and and self-control. I'm going to ask you a a trick question, but it's really not a trick question. I bet you're going to know it, okay? Who do you think this describes? If you think about scripture, pick one person in all of the Bible who fulfilled all of those things perfectly. Can anybody come up with his name? One, two, three. His name is? Jesus. His name is Jesus. That's who that list describes. Guess what happens if you have more of that in your life and less of your sinful nature? You become more like, preach to me this morning, you become more like Jesus. And I can just tell you, I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in my life. I've seen times where where God's put peace in my heart, where he's put love in my heart, where he's put joy in my heart. I've seen times where I've prayed over people, and I've felt the very spirit of Jesus on the inside of me, and it wasn't Jeremy, because Jeremy is battling with all of those things that everybody else battles with, but I know what it feels like when the Holy Spirit shows up in my life, and there have been moments in my life where I could feel the Holy Spirit start up on the inside of me like Alka-Seltzer in the water, and it's the spirit of Jesus on the inside of me, and I'm telling you, it's the best feeling in the world, and I want that for you. You. I want that for you, and it shows up in everyday situations. It shows up in everyday situations. Parents, it might be a moment of tenderness with your kids, when the very thing you want to do is fly off the handle and begin to go after them, you know, with your words. But a spirit of gentleness comes over you. Come on, it might be patience with somebody. Come on, guys, it might be that coworker. Who in the natural, you, you can't stand them. But you know what the Holy Spirit says, you, shows you, you have no idea what's happening in their life right now. And I want you to have patience for them. I want you to show love to them. That's how it happens. The fruit of the Spirit in your life. And so let's end by asking two, two questions, okay? Two questions. Number one, am I open to the Spirit? Am I open to the Spirit? That's what we've been after in this whole series. And then number two, am I walking by the Spirit. Maybe you want to snap a picture of those questions. Maybe you want to put them in your notes. Pray over that this week. Just two simple things. Am I open to the Holy Spirit? Not just I received the Holy Spirit one day when I placed my faith in Jesus. Passively I got him. But am I really actively being sensitive to his work in my life? Is there there an intentional thing to say, God, I'm open to you today. I want to invite you in. When when I sense your promptings, when I sent you speaking to me, when I sense you leading me, I, I want to be sensitive to those things. I don't want to just go through this day on my walking by the Spirit. And so I want us to end by praying the prayer that we prayed in week one. Remember, I, I gave you this open prayer. Guys, go ahead and put that back up on the screen. Let me just read this to you out loud, then we're going to pray this together. God, I'm open to your Holy Spirit. Make me ever aware of your presence dwelling in me. Speak to me. Transform me. Empower me to be more like Jesus. God, I'm open to your Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray that with me? Come on, let's pray that together on the count of three. One, two, three. God, I'm open to your Holy Spirit. Make me ever aware of your presence dwelling in me. Speak to me. Transform me. Empower me to be more like Jesus. God, I am open to your Holy Spirit. Amen. If you don't know where else to start, I want to encourage you. Snap a picture of that and just pray that prayer all throughout this week. And be intentional about inviting the Holy Spirit into your life. Amen. Hey, we're going to receive communion in just a moment. But why don't you stand with me as we we pray. And let's invite the Holy Spirit to do an inner transformation in our lives. Come on, how many of you want that today? Just stand with me. Stand with me. Church Online, maybe you want to stand in your living room. Just lift your hands. Bow your head and your heart. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to do this work in our lives. If you don't know where else to start today, you can say, Holy Spirit, I'm open to you. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, we... We're open to you. We pray this simple prayer. We're open to you. We invite you to come and do your work in our lives, your inner transformation in our hearts. Do for us, Lord, what we cannot do for ourselves. Inner transformation. God, make us more like Jesus. Come on, with somebody pray that with me? Make me more like Jesus. I want to be more like you, Lord. I want to walk with you every day, Holy Spirit. Keep in step with you. So we invite you into our lives. Father, do it for your people. Every person who prayed that prayer, God, we thank you for the gift of your spirit who dwells in us, who works through us, who abides in us, who's an advocate for us, who brings transformation in our lives. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, if you believe it and receive it, would you say amen? Amen. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you'd like to connect with us or learn more about our church, please visit us online at redemptioncommunitychurch.org. We hope you can listen or join us next week.